Welcome to Running It's Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. As do you, Amy. We were supposed to run together this morning for the first time in months. Possibly, have we even run together this year? No. Probably not. <laughs> and where were you? Okay, let me just start out by saying, this wasn't just me and you going for a run, so don't make it sound like I've stood you up and well, you were waiting yeah, somewhere okay. at 6am. To, to, to me, that's what it was. That's all I was there for. It was a club run that I was supposed to go to and I overslept. Um, I could have technically rushed around and got ready, but I woke up and thought, you know what, I can't be arsed this morning. Because um, you're a teenager. I am, I am. I'm 12 years old. So. Oh. Well. So I did, but, and also, let it be known that I actually went to club two weeks ago for yeah. the first time this year and you weren't there. Oh, no. Because it was raining, I think. I think, yeah, you're, I think you're a secret fair weather runner. I think I'm worried. No, no I'm, I'm pretty open about my fair weatherness. <laughs> Definitely. But you weren't there for Wednesday for the beep test. No, I'm not going to be there for a beep test. What am I doing a beep test for? It was hilarious. How was it? I, I saw on the Facebook group there were some issues, so I'm interested in what these issues I were. Did, just the speaker we had wasn't that loud. Oh, right, which okay. I did mention a few times. So was there some chaos, people not knowing when to No, it was okay. We, we kind of managed to work it out. But I, I got to level 10 and I, I withdrew... Uh, a planned withdrawal at right. level 10 because I knew I was a bit too niggly and injured to, to really push myself and turning around is hard work have you looked up online like what that could because there's at certain levels you can get into police force Not that's not the only oh, really? qualifying aspect there's oh, other really? things as well but oh, there's um, I know that when I did mine I was at the level of a uh, like an officer in the RAF or something oh, well what level did you get to? I can't remember but oh. it was a few years ago now but there is online you can look it up your level and it will say what the requirements are for the police force the RAF okay. and so on so definitely worth checking out yeah. um, our winner got to level 14. 14 that was pretty good how many levels are there in the there class? are 21 but right. uh, I looked up uh, an article that said like elite athletes and runners get to 17 Gosh. That's like the highest. So 21 is sounds very Basically rich. impossible. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be doing, on the 20 metre one, you'd be doing that in 3.9 seconds. Jesus. And yeah. turning and then back. It starts off at like 9 or 10 and finishes up at 3.9. So it's basically, things. if you look at it, it comes out to a 22 minute 5k. You're like, well, that's all right. Yeah. 22 minute 5k. But yeah, it's harsh. And it's, I find the beep test quite hard at the beginning trying to get the the time right it's so like, easy to miss those initial beeps because you're just thinking oh wait I am going too slow or are you too fast and the beeps ages afterwards and I'm burning all my energy it's like the beginning of a really shitty race and you're like oh I thought this was supposed to be hard <laughs> it's really easy at the moment yeah. like, I thought there were supposed to be hills in this race <laughs> and then you just get smashed in the face yeah. by hills exactly it was a bit like that I've so, got some bullshit yeah. I want to talk about um, I've just ordered my new park run barcode which is lovely uh, it's a nice big card uh, that I put in the back of my phone. It's got my name, my number, my uh, emergency contacts. But kind of what I don't like about it, other than the Vitality branding on there, which is, you know, fine, whatever. The medical conditions part, under my emergency details, now mine it says no medical conditions, same size uh, text as the name and phone number of my emergency contact details. But if you do have a medical condition, it's like right there on the card. Mm. As you hand it over to uh, the person scanning, they're going to see that straight away. Because some people make an effort. You wouldn't know, Amy. Uh, but at Parkrun, <laughs> they make an effort to say your name and say well done and have a good look at it. But And I was thinking, if you've got something you don't want people to know about all the time, every time you Parkrun, you're disclosing a medical condition or a disability. I wasn't really too keen on that. No, it it does sound a bit much. You know, when you're running a race, there's a reason why those details are on the back of your bib and yeah. not right on the front next to your Because it could potentially be something embarrassing or something mm. that people don't know much about or are a bit scared of even. 
Um, so I did email them because I'm that type of person. And they said, oh, there's nothing we can do because it's branded on one side. We can only print it on the other side. But we'll bear it in mind for future redesigns. It's not, well, yeah, I guess. Is it Because I know nothing about Pomegranate. No. As you know, are the... Like, are the proper cards? Are they a third-party website that are doing them? No, it's, it's still Parkrun doing it, um, but they're not necessary. You know, the, the normal barcode you had is just a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was. This asking. is an extra thing. But if it's Parkrun doing it, then they can't say there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. They can do something. They about wait it. till they get an, another batch. But I guess they've paid for that. Yeah, design, yeah. Now they've done that, but they can change it for future yeah, designs. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But you know, that's that's my kind of thing to complain about this week. We're drinking tea. Oh yeah, what tea are we having, Amy? What sort of oh, no, it's, oh, it's the guess. You, yeah. It's the guessing game again. Hang on, I'm going to get close again. Um, it is tea. It's black tea with something. It's a bit... Well, we had rose tea last time, and it tastes a bit like that again. It's something quite sweet, something quite floral. It is, yes. It's... I don't think there are floral elements in there, but it's like berries and things like that. A bit berries, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. There is. But what are we drinking? What are we, what are we resting the cups on? Well, a big thank you to Hereford Bry from, from the Twitter... He sent us some Running Is BS coasters. And they are amazing. They are actually really nice. Like Stuart said, we had some coasters come through and I think, oh, that sounds nice. But when he showed me them, well. Yeah, lovely glass coaster with uh, the logo and a solid black outline on them. Yeah. Uh, Perfect for recording the podcast. So thank you, Brian. Yes, thank you very much. Um, we've had buffs going out as well the last few weeks. Uh, running is all right, they're not buffs. I know they're multifunctional tubes, but that sounds stupid. It's a sharp. Um, we've sent them out to England, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and Australia, which I'm very happy with. And it got there pretty quick, actually. I was impressed. Yeah, I saw that we had a tweet or a Facebook or something yeah. come through, some social media come through, and I was like, wow, that has come very quickly. Yeah, so they've gone all over England. We've got kind of the south and London and north. Uh, we haven't got any Northern Ireland. Come on, Northern Ireland, what no, are you doing? Get it together. A couple to Ireland. I've had loads around Cardiff, which has been great. Um, so yeah, more buffs always available. Well, not always available. They're available now, unless you're listening like way in the future, in which case they're probably not. But just drop us a message anywhere. Nine quid. I'll send you a payment link, and you send me address, and I'll get them out to you. Fabulous running oh, to be okay. You finally got yours. I've got mine. Modeling it right now. It's a bit hot for it, but it's not great audio format either. No, no. Just imagine me in a buff. Just talking about not our... in the buff. In a buff. <laughs> you can imagine what you like. We're in, not... the, in the buff with a buff. With the buff. In the buff. With the buff. So, there has been a lot of people catching up on the podcast, which is great. I do want to give a bit of a warning. Um, If people are binge listening to this, that's a little concerning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Are people listening to this for motivation when they run? Because I I often listen... When I listen to podcasts about running when I run, they're often quite motivational podcasts, you know? But... Or informative in some way, you know, but I don't think this is either of those things. I mean, that's what, partly why it's two weeks. I mean, partly it's lazy, but also we don't want to we don't want to destroy people. No. I mean, binge listening to this, I think, is, is dangerous. Yes. But uh, Lisa Campbell, she emailed us to say she's finally caught up on the back catalogue and was surprised that Amy and SBC from the last episode, they were surprised that some men don't wear underwear under their shorts. She said, I'm sure most women don't either. What's the point? Just an extra clothing item to wash. Now, I, this is going to be a direct quote, by the way. I'm not happy about it. She said, let your foofy be free. <laughs> Trust me, you'll never look back. Underwear is bullshit. I just want to say, when I read this, what, was I surprised? Because as you know, I don't listen to these back. No. Was I surprised that men wear underwear? Because I know, was, what was my reaction? The, the, <laughs> you were surprised that most men didn't wear underwear under their shorts. Right, because I'm not surprised about women not wearing underwear because most of my shorts have like underwear sewn in. Yeah. If you, I don't know whether men's shorts are the same, but you have like a little pair of pants sewn yeah, into your shorts. You do. 
So it seems like you'll be double panting if you've got those. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, 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 no especially on a hot day. But so, if I was surprised, then I take that back. I don't know why I was surprised. Let your foofy be free. <laughs> Worth to live by. I might get that tattooed on my arm. In a I'm heart. so, so sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> So we've had a lovely long email from Steve Robson. And I think a few times I've asked listeners to email us and send us their long form. You know, social media at the moment, it's all about short form. Everything's short form. I want a bit of long form. And Steve rose to the challenge. So because I'm totally inarticulate, I'm going to get Stuart to read this in his best radio voice. Steve Robson says, I love the podcast, but was often sad I don't have any witty running tales to share with the community. Oh, we've got a community. All of that changed recently, and I thought my story might serve as a good warning to others. It all started a couple of months ago when some geese that live near me became proud parents to four goslings. Oh, my God. Every time I walked by, Papa Goose would hiss at me, no doubt to impress Mama Goose and his bundles of joy. This continued for weeks, and I just shrugged it off as harmless goose banter. Mm. A couple of days ago, I was running on the pavement across the road from their pond, as usual, when Papa Goose stepped in front of me and stopped. He looked me square in the eye, clearly wondering if today was the day he'd finally get to murder me. Unafraid, I looked straight back at him, peering into his dark eyes and black soul beyond. My feathered nemesis then escalated the situation and started hissing, no doubt in a bid to impress his lady and spawn who were watching from the other side of the road. I'm a proud man, and was not in a frame of mind to be beaten down in a battle of wills with a goose. So I did the only logical thing, I hissed right back at him. Well, in the blink of an eye, the situation turned sour very quickly. Papa Goose launched himself at me and proceeded to batter my legs and bum with his wings, honking and hissing as he did. The adrenaline took hold and fear for my life meant I ran. The goose gave chase halfway down the street, still hissing and flapping the whole way. Curtains in the windows were twitching. My shameful defeat had been witnessed by many and I may now need to move to another town. The important thing is I lived through the ordeal and I'm able to tell the tale in the hope that other runners won't suffer the same fate as I. Live every day as though some goose will make it your last and always remember, geese are bullshit. Keep up the most excellent podcasting monk. That was a wonderful story. That was it like was. an Aesop's tale for it was. running bullshit. If you came across a goose and it was stopped in the path and hissed at you, right. I, I would I would hiss back as well, I think. I'd run. No, 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 no. no. You I would just turn and run straight away. There is, well, there used to be some geese near where I live um, that often have uh, goslings and I, I take a very wide berth around them. And yeah. If they're blocking the path, I turn the other way. I've been attacked by a seagull before on a run. Wow. You no know, seagulls do not just, you know, because I had I was eating some chips while I was running, that wasn't the situation. But seagulls can get a bit aggressive because I googled afterwards yeah. after it happened. Um, if they've got babies mm. and they'll swoop down and try and like... They will, yeah. Yeah, so I had that happen and it happened twice, like two times in a row. And it was a very aggressive seagull. So I wasn't, it was terrifying. You didn't fight back? Um, I screamed and ran faster. Okay, good so for you. That, fight or flight, I ran. So, you are a flight, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, oh God, yeah, for sure. So. If a goose hissed at me, I think, first of all, I'd probably tell it to fuck off. And that obviously wouldn't work. So I, I probably would hiss back at it because I think it would be funny. But then being chased by a goose probably isn't that funny. No, exactly. I think it, this just shows pride comes before a fall. It does, yeah. Or a goose battery. <laughs> goose banter, in fact. If you have been attacked by an animal on a run, we want to know about it. Unless it was like a really nasty injury, in which case we kind of don't want to know about it, because then we might feel bad about it. Mm, let us 
no. If it's a comedy injury, yeah. then yeah, we'll read it out. If it's something that is actually would uh, get sympathy, yeah, we'll probably yeah, like a it. dog bit you and then the dog had to be put down. That dog was a treasured family oh. pet. They'd never bitten anyone before in its life, and now it's gone. We're not reading that. Out. We're not reading that one out. So don't send us that one. We've had some tweets as well. David Sinclair at Cardiff underscore Dave says, just catching up on running his BS. Amy, I beat you on the lack of prep for an ultra. Longest training run, 8K on the Tuesday before a 60K ultra. And that was his longest run in three months. That's amazing. Amy, you've got a lot to learn about being shit at training. Me and Dave are on the same page with this. We're well rested for these ultras. Oh, really rested? We've been tapering for months. The longest run in three months, an 8K. And that's because he was injured, oh. not because he was lazy. And he still did 60K. And he still did that 60A quicker than I did probably 50K. Oh, How, so he, he ran a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I didn't train for my ultra, but I walked a lot of it. I know? think that was the, the Longhorn one. So that was like eight or nine laps or something. So that's pretty easy. God. He didn't run up a proper hill. Yeah, don't yeah, don't take training advice off, off me or Dave, really, for ultras. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. After the disgusting stories about Nina from last time, she tweeted to say, I feel like running his BS is giving such a great image of me as a person. So yeah. we now have a new nickname for her. Yeah, we're now going to call her Nina Nosebug. Yep. Because she had a bug go into her nose and come out of her mouth, which is disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, Nina Nosebug. <laughs> v Robinson, at I am Vic, said, When you're pissed in the pub and realise you have a marathon in two weeks' time, which you thought was the very end of July. Yeah, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. I've done that a few times. Like, I've forgotten how soon races are coming up. Yeah, they sneak up, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like, I'm supposed to be Especially doing... when you're not training. Exactly. Like, I'm supposed to be doing a marathon in August. Have I been training for it? Have I fuck? And then I've looked at my watch and thought, oh, it's the 30th of June today. Should start training for that marathon in August. Prob- Maybe. Probably should. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, I'll just sleep in when I'm supposed to be doing a trail run. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> so Keith Hollingsworth at Keith underscore runs. You know what is bullshit? Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. Insect bites. I ran the uh, Solomon Trail Marathon Wales at the weekend and I feel like the insect bites were part of the finisher's goodie bag. Hashtag pass me the antihistamine. Yeah, I've been on those recently. I've got some a few good bites. So again, from the beep test we did on grass on Wednesday and just being out in, in yeah this time of year in the park, I've got a few bites on me. I mean, touch wood. I don't, well, I think I get bitten, but the, often the itchiness is like an allergic reaction yeah. to the bite. So I don't think I'm allergic to the bites because I don't often get bites that itch. Oh, you're lucky. So I'm quite lucky. But I get he- terrible hay fever and I've actually got a pollen rash around my eyes. It's incredibly itchy. So wild bugs, no yeah. hay fever is awful at the moment. Isn't it a really shit thing to be allergic to? I mean, like our yeah. ancestors for tens of thousands of years have lived in Europe in like grassy plains and woodlands. Yeah. And we exist today allergic to grass. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck's sake. I know, I know. Evolution's bullshit. We had a message on Facebook as well from Alec Lodge in Essex. He said, Hi guys, in the last couple of episodes you've talked about peeing or lack thereof. And indeed we have. I was lucky enough to do the London Marathon in 2018 and as I'm sure you know, it was the hottest on record. I do know because everyone tells (laughs) if they've done it. I'd hydrated well before the start and went to the toilet before heading to the pens around 945 I then took on water at every water station, rehydrated after the race, and didn't need to pee until 10pm. I had kind of forced one out around 8pm just to check everything was working. Longest I've ever been without peeing. Loving the podcast. (laughs) Mate. 
I bet your pee was black. That must have been nasty. Yeah, I bet it came out solid. Do you do races like that, like a warm race in the morning, and then you kind of get to like evening time, and you think to yourself, oh, I haven't peed yet. Probably should be. Yeah. Do you get running hangovers? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm glad that's not just me. Yeah, because a normal hangover is dehydration. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it worse after running, actually. Yeah, after sure. yeah, morning after a really hard run or a really warm day. Mm. Yeah, running hangover, that's pretty bad. For sure, yeah. David Brown says, I tell you what is BS, playing with my kids on the beach in Swansea on Saturday, only to twist or sprain my ankle, which meant I couldn't run Swansea half today, which I assume was the... When was Swansea half? Last week. Last week, yeah. Uh, absolutely gutted. Yeah, and then uh, there was a reply then from our guest from episode five, Hannah Phillips. She said, you know what else is bullshit? Believing running is bullshit until you can't run and you realise it's still bullshit, but it's bullshit you miss. Which I think makes sense. In Hannah's head, that absolutely makes yeah. sense. I think the rest of us might have to just have a little think about it. But it is, for as much as we complain about running, as soon as you can't, oh man. Have you ever done anything quite risky before a race? Because I'm thinking here, I went ice skating the day before a five mile race. Oh, was that the day before? Uh, yeah, it was wow. the day before the um, the Seven Bridge. Was that five miles? Whatever distance. Yeah, the, seven the one at night yes. in 50 yeah. mile an hour winds. Yeah, I went ice skating before that. That's probably safer than the actual race, to be fair, because yeah, that was, was that was a bad night for a Yeah, ride. there was one point where, I think we talked about it on the podcast, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, one point where I nearly got blown into the, the seven, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I've never done anything as crazy as ice skating, because that's pretty bad. I mean, you're asking to break your ankles there, aren't you? <laughs> you know what it's time for? Bullshit running! Thank you very much. First of all, we're straight back into the Amy Gender's Gender Agenda. Uh, and there has been fury. Well, this is according to the, the Mirror headline. It's probably not fury, frankly. Um, over the new Nike Air Max women's trainers that do, to be fair, look like an iron. They do look like an iron. Um, these new trainers, the FF720s, has two cutouts at the back and the centre and a thick, clear plastic sole have been endorsed by England striker Fran Kirby and tennis player Laura Robson. So it's... Trainers designed for women, endorsed by professional athletes, and it does look like a big iron. It does look like a big iron, but I think the real sexism here isn't that these trainers look like a big iron, but more that they're ugly as fuck. They are, yeah. They're they're disgusting. They're dreadful. But, no, I don't think that Nike designed them to look like an iron. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people saying, like, well, Nike claimed to stand up for women and do this and this, and now they make these, it's a piss take. Like, it's an an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah, no one sat there and thought, let's make shoes that look like an iron. Yeah, you know, well, right, okay, what do women like? They like, well, running, uh, being strong and empowered, ironing, obviously... (laughs) Um, so let's make it look like that. <laughs> it's like that, you know, old thing of the husband getting the wife an ironing board for Christmas <laughs> sort of thing. What would women like? But no, I don't think it's intentional, but they are ugly as... Well, they're ugly AF they as are. the kids Yeah, we'll say. definitely uh, tweet pictures of those because they are nasty. And are they like a sandal? Are they for running? Yeah, they are. They're are massive. They like a sandal on top? What is that clear? But I can't work this out. It's like a massive thick sole with kind of a clear section in it. And then like a sandal on top. Yeah, like running in a sandal. You know that the back bit there against the heel? That looks like it's going to rip your Achilles is that, to bits. Is that where your heel, the bit that's like tied up with the, the laces, is that for the back of your heel? Does that go around? I can't. I don't know. I don't know how it's they complicated. Work. It's very hard. But, yeah. Do you reckon the designer of those 
has kind of taken on that criticism and then sat there at their desk going, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. And they've looked up and seen their eye on the other side of the room and gone, oh, shit, they're right, yeah. <laughs> or they've got, they've left it to the last minute and they've got an hour and they're thinking, oh, shit, I've got to be at that meeting. I totally got at that meeting. Uh, what kind of looks like a shoe in the room? Yeah, they've gone through their student work and I designed an iron once. Right, that'll do. I'll scribble out <laughs> a few things on there. Well, I was ironing my shirt for that meeting with the Nike execs. Oh. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's awful. I think that's the real crime here. It's a crime against fashion and humanity. Well, luckily, I imagine as they're like special edition Nikes, they'll be way too expensive for normal people to buy anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't worry about it. (laughs) And the complete and utter batshit bullshit news story of the week is the Sri Chimnoy self-transcendence race. And I think we briefly mentioned this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Oh, I think we perhaps have, yeah. yeah. And now it's come up. Yeah. So it's a race around a single New York block that measures just over half a mile. And you have to run around it 5,649 times. And that's to run 3,100 miles. So it does have a generous cut-off of uh, 52 days, though they can't Participants can't run between midnight and 6am. So that's 60 miles a day, and it changes direction each day. Each day. I mean, you hear a race about around a New York block, an ultra race around a single city block, and you think, oh, okay, that's going to be a couple of hundred miles. They mm-hmm. go around that a few hundred times. It's 5,649 times for six weeks. It's just, just reading about it, it's just batshit crazy. Like, people just say, oh, you really become one with yourself and it's it really is yeah it's for it's a real running weirdos do this yeah i think so yeah founded by the late indian spiritual leader sri chinmoy in 1997 the self-transcendence challenges runners to transcend their own previous capacity gain spiritual insights and overcome the entire world's preconceived notions of possibility i don't think the entire world thinks it's impossible to run 5,649 times around a single New York block. I think the entire world thinks it's fucking stupid. Yeah, that if, if somebody says, right, if you do this, then you'll get to transcend the blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, no, nah, you're right, mate. I'm all right. Yeah. I won't bother. It's all right. I mean, it ruins their feet. It's 52 days, 18 hours a day, they're on their feet. They eat every lap. I'd be interested. Has there been any documentaries made about this? I'd be interested in the runners' thought process as they're doing this. Do they crack? It sounds like a form of torture. Yeah. I think I kind of would be interested in it, but I think I'd get really angry. Yeah. Because they would be talking shit like this about how they're transcending themselves I and learning yeah. all these spiritual things. I would just get really cross. I assume it attracts a certain sort of runner. There are yeah. like uh, Buddhist monks that run, um, and they run through forests and stuff, and it's a form of meditation. Yeah. But that's running through a forest. It's not round a yeah, singular. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this article in the BBC said 4,000 people have made it to Everest, but only 43 have completed this race. Yeah, but comparing Everest, going up Mount Everest, to going round a single block yeah. thousands of times. I mean, you could just make up anything and say, well, no one's achieved that. Well, that's because you've just made it up and it's completely fucking stupid. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, basically. Ugh. That nicely leads us on to today's topic. It does, doesn't it? It's almost like I planned that. I didn't, but still. We said last time we'd be talking about, basically, shit races. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about virtual races before, and, well, a virtual club. Actually, speaking of the virtual club, the Lonely Goats, I've just seen on uh, my Instagram the other day, someone I know from back home has just joined them and done his first race as a Lonely Goat. And I just sent him a quick message to see, basically, why. And he mm. said, you know, partly it is, you know, the affiliation, the cheap affiliation, mm. race discounts. 
Um, but he just said, you know, the online community just appealed to him and it seemed like a nice place to get support. He, I think he said that you can pay extra to get like training plans and things as well. Oh, okay. So I thought that was odd. I had a quick look at their Instagram as well because he tagged them. And like one of the first things I saw was, oh, had great fun at the Bournemouth meetup today. I'm like, so it's a club for individuals who don't run together, but they've met up and had a great time. It's mm. like, if only there was a way to do that every week and perhaps once or twice during the week as well. <laughs> mm. Maybe the lonely goats are sleeper cells. And at some point there's going to be an uprising when they've got their, their maximum oh, capacity. No. It's going to be like, right, don't go for a run this week. This is what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, um, assassinate President Putin or something. It's like Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like that. That's exactly what it yeah. is. The meet-up in Bournemouth where there must only be one lonely goat left by the end of it. Oh, no. And he's the strongest. So it's part Fight Club, part Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, part okay. assassination training. Anyway, talking about shit races and also just races that kind of shouldn't have happened, have had bad things around them, badly organised. Now, I've just got a few down here that I've just kind of written down the ones I've heard about. Now, first of all, this isn't even a shitty race. It just annoyed me. The longest day 10K wasn't on the longest day. I thought that might I mean, it was like four days before the longest day. Why? Oh, that annoyed me. Yeah, if you're organising a race around a particular concept, then make sure it actually aligns with that concept. Yeah. Uh, Another name that annoys me. Now... I enjoyed this event. I've done it a couple of times. Probably do it again this year. It's one in Cardiff called the Night of Endurance. Now, to me, when I first heard about that, I thought, oh, that'd be interesting. Is that like a, a nighttime ultra? Is that some kind of overnight thing? Is that It's actually an, an early evening of uh, mile races and 10,000 metre races. I can see why it's called a Night of Endurance because it's kind of related. But whenever I've seen this come up, I've assumed it was... Um, an ultra that just goes around a track where you yeah. keep running around a track for as long as possible. Yeah. For, well, for as many laps as possible over a set number of times. Yeah. Night. Again, not not having to go at the event. Love it. But yeah, the name just slightly, slightly bugs me. Misleading. Yeah. Um, a race that popped up in Cardiff a few years ago. I did actually run it. I've, I've run this one as well. I was surprised. It was a few times. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember? Because it, it kind of just turned up for maybe two years and it was selling itself as the best 10K in Cardiff. Now in Cardiff, there's probably nine or ten over yeah. the year. Some of them are really small shit ones. And there is the Cardiff 10K, which has like 10,000 people mm-hmm. running through the city centre. I'm pretty sure that's the best 10K in Cardiff. Probably. This one rocked up in the park. It ran the same route as about four other 10K races mm-hmm. do. Um, it was timed. It was okay marshalled and there wasn't anything... It was... My, mine was shit when I... Well, yeah? I shouldn't say it that aggressively. Um, mine wasn't very good when I went to it because the signs disappeared halfway round. So loads of people got lost. It actually made it to the local press that loads of people got yeah. lost. And it was only because some people um, were sat... I don't know the park area very well, so I couldn't describe where it was, but there was a cafe at one point, and because people in the cafe knew that people were getting lost, they directed us, just <sighs> members of the public. Like, nice. We didn't see a marshal for about three miles or something, completely yeah. lost. And also it was called the Dragon 10K, and I seem to remember it wasn't particularly dragon-themed. No. The medals were just normal medals. And there wasn't... I, when I turned up, I was expecting like a quite big field because yeah. it was a quite a cheap race, and there was you know, yeah. but and what, you were expecting the best ten k in Cardiff. Yeah, but there was it was just really like club runners going yeah. to get their ten k PB. Yeah. I was like, oh right, so I was running on my own for a lot of it because it was a lot of fast runners because they just saw it as a chance to get ten k PB. Yeah, so it was like, oh. and it was yeah the, the start and finish line just had one of those inflatable things yeah. and a, a couple of gazebos and kind of nothing else. That yeah. was a bit annoying. Um. Now, this is another one that happened in Cardiff, sorry, because that's just where I am and that's things I know. Um, this one was called Light Up Cardiff. Do you remember this? 
I do, and also I, it's not just like Cardiff though. Isn't this one of those that do like around the country? So I other think they people pop might up, have yeah. experience of light up. Yeah. Eggs. So, but yeah, I haven't done it, but I heard of it when it, it was happening. It was an absolute bullshit of an event. Um, it was advertised. Because I had a quick look, and it was kind of in the local press. They obviously have some decent press releases. As a well-marshaled route with lit-up signs. But I didn't run it, but I knew people that did. I went down to the finish, I think because it was after our club run. So I went down to see people as they finished. And, yeah, there were no marshals. There were no light-up signs. Runners were given a couple of glow sticks and, like, a glowy armband. Were sent off on, as far as I'm aware, a completely unmarked route. Now, it is roughly 10k around Cardiff Bay. And they were just kind of said, off you go around Cardiff Bay. Yeah, which if you don't know the route, there's a, there's a few, it there's, sounds easy, but there's, there's a, a lot few of places. Bits. Yeah, It's not just like a coast run where you just keep the sea on your left no. or whatever. You have to run in and out all kinds of different places. Yeah. Uh, so people were getting lost all the way. Mm. And it was just a couple of glow things. I think there was maybe one or two marshals. There were no signs. And it's so dark. Like I remember yeah. once I was coming back from work or something and it was I could see people um, doing the race because it goes by near where I live. And they were just, I just saw them like running into darkness. Just yeah. all these people lit up with these tiny armbands and it's pitch black. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, they did advertise it as no timing, but they didn't actually even have a start finish line. Uh, it was just some people sat at a table because I was at the end and people would like run into the like plaza where it finishes and they would be like, where's the finish line? Where's the finish line? And they went, oh, you finished. Well done. Oh God. And so people were just like, and people were coming in from different directions because oh, no one God. knew the route. And they were just like, oh, you've, you've finished. Well done. It's like, you can't have a finish line. Yeah. Didn't one of our old club members, Kate, get like first lady or second lady? Really? She like placed in it. Yeah. <sighs> But but it's not timed and it was no route. Probably so. because she knew the direction. She's you know she's yeah. fast, but also she probably knew where she was going as well. Now these kind of things, you know, I think it's the same with all of these runs. A lot of them do have good intentions because they're raising money for something, and they just think, oh, it'll be a bit. Because I think it's probably, frankly, non-runners who think, oh, it'll be a bit of fun. Yeah. We'll set up this. People can run. They can give us money, and they'll have a nice time. But yeah. things like that, anyone could have run that. They got no added value no. to that whatsoever. Now I did look it up, and it's, it was set up by the Achieving Fitness Charitable Trust. And I searched that, and it doesn't exist on the internet other than the Facebook event that put it on in the first place. So I'm a little suspicious of that. Mm. And it's just, that's what really bugs me about a lot of these things. People just think it's probably non-runners or inexperienced runners. They set up a run, not a race, and they think it'll be a bit of fun, we can raise some money, but they don't give anything back. And it's what entices people to do it, other than just saying... Well, I think it's just an open run. If you're doing it in the park or in the bay or anywhere like that, it's just open. Anyone can do it any time. Mm. Why am I giving you money to do it? And you have to be careful about which charity, and I use quotation mark, mm. air quotes when I say charity is running the race and what their intentions yes. are. Yeah, well, that's a kind of uh, something a bit further down, I've got actually, which goes in well here, is the Movember races. Mm. And I, I'm not quite sure if they're bullshit or not. Because they're not officially measured, so they're 5 and 10k, but they might not be, because mm. they don't get officially measured. But they are chip-timed. So, you know, is that actually accurate? Now, there is conspiracy theorist in our club who says they measure them all intentionally at, like, 9.2k, so people get PBs and think they've run a really good race and come back next year. Oh, God. Um, which mm, is probably <laughs> not true. But what a lot of people, I think, don't know about Movember, because it's a huge thing, but if you pay your 20, 22 quid to Movember for the race... That money does not go to Movember. It only goes on that event. If you want to raise money for Movember, you do that separately. So none of your entry fee actually goes to the charity. Yeah, see that's... And I don't... They, you know, it's on the website, but I don't think it's very well known. Just stick on a £5 
thing for yeah. donation, and then everyone's automatically donating. Yeah, because I've done the Movember races a few times, and I've quite enjoyed them because you get a headband, you get a medal, a uh, moustache-shaped medal. That's nice. But I kind of assume money would go to the charity. Yeah, if I'm running a charity race, I kind of don't want to be raising on top of that. I kind of mm. just want the entry fee, some of it, to go to the charity. Yeah. Because you know? I've done kind of small charity races, again, in open places that I can mm. run any time. But I know the money's going to a charity. Yeah, or I know exactly. at least a percentage of it is. And it's it's honestly done. It's not just like to seem a bit dishonest sometimes, like you're trying to deceive people, which I don't mm. like. Yeah. There was also a little while ago, a few years ago, there's a running company. I can't remember what they used to be called, actually. They've mm. rebranded very well. Mm. Uh, at the time, it was the Great Celtic Trail Half Marathon. Um, and one of the problems they had, this is amongst a few health and safety issues, the race organiser was taking volunteers to their starting positions. Um, I think they were from the Army Cadets or something like that. And he rolled his car 30 feet down a hill Jesus. that they were all in, and he broke the back of one of the 17-year-olds. Jesus Christ. And like this guy then came running down the hill to start the race because everyone's wondering why the, why the race was late. It's Surely it should be cancelled if he's broke someone's back yeah, and cars rolled down the so. hill. And... This was a number of problems this um, yeah. this company had. Uh, they now actually rebranded and the reputation is picking up again. It's, I mm. think it's mm, the same people, but not exactly sure. And I know yeah. actually there was a few local clubs who wouldn't allow advertising of their races on their pages. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I can't remember the name of them either. But they've done well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I heard about this when it was happening as yeah. well. Yeah, and just the, for some other kind of issues as well, it was the very thing, dodgy. The thing is, it's easy for racers to get a bad reputation really mm-hmm. quickly because runners talk about these things yeah. and to other people. I think it's more going to affect casual runners and new runners who yeah. aren't members of clubs and don't have many running friends. But. Yeah, I think this one is this picked up again and the reputation is quite good. I've done one of their races since and it was pretty good, mm-hmm. actually. So, you know, uh, it, it, people can change. Actually, what you say there is kind of, I think that's a really important one for these other couple we've got here maybe to talk about, is the fact it's a lot of these small races and virtual runs seem to be very much aimed at new runners. Mm-hmm. And while I think it is good to encourage new runners to do things, I think a lot of them do take advantage of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like things like really high entry fees. And yeah. you, don't, you don't know what's value for money or how much a race yeah. should cost if you're new. If you just, well, you see, that oh, the Cardiff Half is £30 and this race is £25. So that's mm. pretty good. But you don't get anything out of it because they don't know any better, unfortunately. Yeah. And the one that's just happened recently and it's happened all around the country is the pizza run. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Now, I saw um, a friend actually... He entered in it because his girlfriend bought it for him. Oh, oh fun. I oh. bought you entry to the pizza run. He's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> uh, it's a 5 or a 10k. It costs 22 or 24 pounds mm. for a you know, 5k or a 10k and two slices of pizza and a medal. You see, the thing is, I thought when I first heard about this, I thought it was going to be one of those races where you had to eat like pizza as you go like around. A BMI. Which would be, yeah, quite fun. Like the idea of like, oh, you, ha- you can go around, but you've got to eat a pizza at every, you know, yeah. a pizza slice at every stop. Or at the end, you, there's a pizza buffet and you yeah, get stuck yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two slices of pizza for a 10k and then 24 quid. And again, as I said before about the Dragon 10K, it's basically the same route as all these other races do in the park. Uh, you get two slices of cold pizza. It was untimed, so it's not even a race. But they did give prizes for like first, second, third. And you do wonder, are they accurately measured? Because they no. have no, because they don't. Well, of course they're not. Why yeah. should they be? Yeah. They, they're not even timed. So what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? It's an untimed run. There's not. To, you've paid. Yeah. You've paid twenty four pounds for two slices of pizza. 
which again is the thing because the advertising oh it's great fun oh there's pizza everyone loves pizza and I just think it's really taken advantage of inexperienced runners mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine someone else ran it uh, she said it was okay if you didn't take it seriously um, but the thing is also there there was a virtual run option which was £11 so you could run 10k or 5k send them like your route on Strava for any of your runs you've done <laughs> within six months and they send you a medal back you've paid 11 pounds for a medal basically the the thing is for that much money and the argument is that if you're a new runner perhaps you don't care about times or distance whatever but for that much money just make sure the course is accurately measured and give a time it's not that expensive to put those in place when you're already making that much money yes thing i unfortunately can't say to club uh, to inexperienced runners 24 pounds you could enter four club races That would the money would go to the club. They would be timed. They would be accurately measured, and you'd be running with better people who could yeah. give you advice and could help you out, and you could talk to about running rather than two slices of cold pizza. And you know, it's such a twenty-four pounds. Like I think Swansea Half is something like thirty-five, thirty or yeah. thirty-five, and that's a fantastic race, fantastic yeah. goodie bag. It's timed. It's a great route. There's, there's lots of halves and ten k's that are like that yeah. for either twenty five or 30 quid mm. you can spend that much money or five pound more and have a fantastic race yeah. you know i mean like half a mile from this there was a pizza hut they, mm. they do a buffet for eight quid <laughs> you can buy literally as go much pizza as you want yeah. <laughs> for eight pounds you can go to asda for 24 pounds you can buy eight pizzas oh, yeah 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 oh those as those pizzas they make for two pound fifty yeah. well even the ones from yeah. the even ones from the freezer the ones from the fridge section they're, they're great for three or four quid and you pay to oh, just it really pissed me off you're basically paying for like a medal and two slices of cold pizza was there a yeah. t-shirt no oh that's, that's the nail in the coffin yeah um, Paul Cole uh, was on Twitter as well he complained about virtual races and said they're absolute bullshittery <laughs> just they, in general <laughs> yeah they are just the, the, the bullshittery of virtual races and I think he is right they do really bug me so I've perhaps got a controversial one Ooh, and good. I'm not being sort of black and white about this I'm not going to say this is bullshit because I've never actually run one of these races so um, run Disney now this is quite controversial in some sense so run Disney basically for those who don't know uh, is where you get to run around the Disney parks. They do 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons or marathons, and they do challenges. They're named after Disney characters, like a goofy challenge and something else challenge where you do, say, a 10K and a half marathon, or you do all uh, four races in one weekend and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it is, I believe it is timed, um, and the courses are accurately measured. I could be wrong about the accurately measured thing, but I believe they are, mm-hmm. because um, I, just, I, I just have a feeling they are. Um and as well, there are points where you can take pictures with the characters along the route. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, this attracts a lot of people who aren't necessarily serious runners, but just want that experience. Yeah. They're there for Disney at the weekend, yeah. and they see this as well. Now, presumably this is early in the morning. Right. Well, these are the two things I think are bullshit about these races. So firstly, they are really fucking early. Yeah. Like, they recommend on the website that you have to be in your corral at 4.30am. And they start at 5.30am. Sorry, 4.30am. AM, in the AM. I mean, this, I'm talking here, um, the race in America, so Disney World and Disneyland. I'm not, Disneyland Paris has also has their um, set of races now as well. I'm not sure how early that starts. But the ones in America, that's mainly about beating the heat. Yeah. It's how hot it is. Well, also, the fact they won't close the park for a second. Oh, God, no, no. And this is leads on to the other thing, is how expensive they are. So, uh, get your converters out, because I haven't converted it to pounds. But 
for a 10k you're looking at 127 dollars mm. which i'm not sure how much that is in pounds but it's expensive uh half marathon 188 dollars and then 190 dollars for the marathon and then also they do package deals so i think the um one of the packages for like three or four races was something like just under 400 dollars for all of them and then the run uh the disneyland paris ones 77 euros for a 10k and 59 um sorry the half was 77 euros and the 10k was 59 euros wow i mean races in america are really expensive anyway yeah. and i know 90 or 100 dollars isn't unusual for a 10k mm. or a half 127 dollars for a 10k yeah. that starts at half past five in the morning i know and then you're already thinking You've got to get to Disneyland and Disney World, and you're probably not just going for the race. You're probably yeah. going to go to the parks. So and also, you're in Florida. It's five thirty in the morning. It's still a hundred percent humidity. Oh, it's God. still going to be twenty five degrees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to have fun. No, 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 no. So, has anyone, has any of our listeners, run a run Disney race? I'm interested. You know, I know someone who has or will be doing so, and I think he paid for his family to do it, like six, seven hundred dollars. So hopefully I'll chat to him and see if I can get his thoughts. I mean, but the thing is, it is expensive. It does start early, but I suppose they are fun. People dress up and stuff, and if you want to do that, then fair enough. It couldn't be fun for me. It's too hot, too expensive, too early. Yeah, that yeah. just it could never be fun. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Speaking of things that are not fun, Tony Reeves has a tough mudders are bullshit story. Oh God. I've always thought this about Tough Mudders. I've never been convinced. Well, every time I think of Tough Mudders or hear Tough Mudders, I always remind me of, anyone seen that video where the guy gets caught by his ear? You know, they have, at the end, they have, like, electric things yeah. hanging down, you know, strings with, like, electric things yeah, on them. 10,000 volts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets, like, his ear or something. It's, like, a bit of skin. It's yeah. caught on this thing. It drags him back. He oh. runs through it and it drags him back. And whenever I think of Tough Mudder, I think of that video clip and I, like, cringe. I just yeah. think about people... The type of people who do Tough Mudder are the type of people who tell you about Tough Mudder oh, God, yeah, and how yeah. tough they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the headbands and they've got like multiple headbands. <laughs> now, Tony Reeves, he says, having got back into running over the past couple of years, I've taken the step of doing wolf runs. Mm. And that stands for Woodlands, Obstacles, Lakes and Forests. I didn't know it was an acronym. I thought, wolf, no. I've heard of wolf runs. I've not. But, I like this. Yeah. They're 10K with 30 or 40 obstacles. I like the sound of that. Mm. My daughter's boyfriend went one better and did a Tough Mudder. Well, we'll see. So naturally, we went along to support. Imagine our surprise when, on entry, we were asked to pay £15 to park the car in a field and then 20 bloody quid per person to spectate. No, it's paying. You have to pay for people to spectate. So, so to, hold on, let me get this right. So it's 20 quid if you want to spectate, and yes. on top of that, it's £15 to park. Yes. So you could be spending 35 quid. Are you not even running it? To not be a part of the event. This was on top of the extortionate entry fee for the lads running. We were in the arena for a total of two hours. The arena. And there were few opportunities to see the runners overcome the obstacles, other than the last two or three. Shocking and a poor way to fleece the participants and their supporters. I had a quick look at the prices for the upcoming Tough Mudder events. It is £134 no. for 10 no. miles. It's eight, well, 8 to 10 miles and 25 obstacles. £134. You want to spectate? 10 quid. For that entry, you get a t-shirt, headband, photos and beer, which is kind of standard for any 20, 30 quid race. £134. The thing is, like, I know Tough Mudder is this massive brand name and all that, but I've done mud races or wolf races they're like 30 quid yeah. with obstacles and on usually on farmland and yeah. they're good fun and it, you don't have to spend 134 quid to do what Tough Mudder offer basically yeah 
And yeah, Tough Mudder, I think they really do sell that thing of like, oh, I'll be a big tough guy, or you'll be a legend in amongst your kind of friends, things like that. I think it's just, I just, just think, wank- I'm doing yeah. the wanker sign. Yeah. And that's all I can think of. Yeah, I I'm think sorry Tough Mudder is out there. but Obstacle races are great, and you're not a wanker if you do obstacle races, but there are cheaper obstacle races yeah. that you can do, and maybe better ones. I've never done Tough Mudder, so I don't know, but there's probably better ones out there yeah. that are 30 quid. And they like hype everyone up at the beginning, don't they? Yeah. It's always macho. Yeah, that's it. It's so it. fucking macho. Oh. That's, yeah, that really puts me off. Oh. So we want to finish off this kind of section on and talk about virtual races. Because we've kind of, I've gone back and forth a little bit on this over the last couple of weeks because people have been sending me stuff. Um, first of all, to me, a virtual race was just buying a medal, and that's mm. all I could really see about it. It just seems to be a way, again, to kind of rip off inexperienced runners yeah. and just yeah. to get them to buy a medal and make them think they're part of something. And they're that often they, that they're quite, not. they're cool medals to look at. Yeah. Like, so that's why people get them because, like, oh, they look at the, you know, the Scooby Doo themed medal and it's really cool and it's a really cool named race, but. Yeah, well, apart from a medal, what are you getting? Yeah, so you've had a little look at this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done a virtual race? I no, I haven't. I I wanted to talk first about Zombies Run. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar, Zombies Run. Well, I haven't played it in years. When I first started running in 2012, that was one of the things that got me into it. So it's like a virtual story that yeah. you listen to, and it's on an app. And as you run, it tracks your running as well. And it's great because, um, I mean, they've probably added more features since I played mm. it. But you ran and you picked... So the whole idea is that there's been a zombie outbreak, and you're this runner, and you're setting up this um, this township of survivors. And as you're running, you also pick up things like food supplies and... Um, and bandages and it was kind of stuff. odd occasionally you'd be running along that you um you have picked up a sports bra yeah yeah, yeah. that was things like that it was hilarious <laughs> and and then if you wanted to you could turn on this option it's kind of like interval training where zombies would chase you at random yeah. points and you had to then pick up your pace and you could sort of hear in your earphones that the sounds of zombies would get loud as they got close yeah. to you i found that never really worked very well i back in the day i didn't like it because you had to run too fast to escape yeah. them and it messed up my run but you can turn that option yeah. off uh, so Zombies Run is fantastic. It's got a really great story as well. They yeah, it was really brilliant. good story. I, I did it for at least two series, I yeah. think. And then I kind of drifted away from it as I started doing more club running. Yeah, and it's set up so that after you've finished the 5K story, you have like this radio station that plays, and it plays your music. Mm. But in between, you have these two guys that are like the radio They were really hosts. funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. They, so the whole app, it was really well designed. It, you know, the story's good, everything like that. They also did a virtual race, and I'm not going to slag off this race. I haven't run it, but I just think the way this virtual race is should be how all virtual races perhaps should mm-hmm. be. So it was done through the app. Um, you bought your entry. You got sent through um, like a medal, I think, uh, like a race number thing and some other stuff related to the story. And then as you ran the race, it had its own story that you followed, you know, a race story. And then afterwards, your time would be uploaded to like a worldwide leaderboard so it was like you were competing of course mm. people could cheat but you know zombies one is very much about the community i think so yeah, yeah it's got a really strong following yeah it? so it's that sort of thing of why would you cheat you know yeah. um so to me that's what a virtual race should be there's a competitive element there's a you know a um a leaderboard but there's also it's a unique experience you're getting a unique story that you're following yeah. as you do it and then at the end you can have your medal or whatever as a bit of a souvenir, a bit of a memory that you did that. I can see the point. Yeah. Of and also, it's kind of a way for you to give a bit more money to this company that have yeah, done it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who were probably opting on fairly small margins because they sold each episode, I think, or you could buy a pack of them. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a way, you enjoy it so much. It's another way to give back money. By the way, uh, Running Buffs is still available if you want to buy it. Um, <laughs> Our virtual race will be coming out soon. <laughs> <gasps> yes! yes! Oh, we just had that idea oh. at the same time. 
The if, running is BS virtual race. If we were to do a running is BS virtual race, what would you want from it? <laughs> I think we would make it the shittest one possible, <laughs> but we would be completely upfront. Like, yeah. you can buy this medal for £15 and just run as much or as little as you want. Or not at all. We don't give a shit because we've got your money. It's £130. You, you can <laughs> run as much as you want. You have really. to run before 5am. Yeah, yeah, before 5am because you don't get you too, getting too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, we actually had an email from uh, listener Max Carnage. Ooh. I've now found out it's not his real name. I won't give it away. It's but not his real I'm name. I'm disappointed to say no. But as far as we're concerned, it is. I think I asked, didn't I, that last it, Well, the thing is, he is a supervillain. So obviously he has to have a supervillain name and his civilian name. You know what? I wish I'd never asked, though. I'm sorry. Some things you just shouldn't know. <laughs> and he did send us literally 2,000 words on this. Oh, he's, he's properly into virtual races. And actually, you know, he is kind of defending them quite a lot. He talked a lot about Zombies Run. He's actually... Mm organized zombies run gets together uh, international uh, get togethers which is amazing mm. and he talks about the the virtual race that they did and the ones they've done since and how they looked into they really did their research really well uh, the company that does it is called six to start and they do a lot of augmented reality work mm. and i've heard of some of the other games they do as well and they're really really interesting and so they put a lot of work into it and it said they had, there was a unique story it was a whole uh, extra part like a prequel to the story as well and there was um, updated maps, and I think they said there were real-world elements where you could like call in and you could text oh, in or wow. email things and get replies back to yeah. do with the story as if you were part of it. So it's kind of a bit of role-playing in there yeah. as well. I think the thing is about Zombies Run as well, they're really engaged, like the creators are really engaged yeah. with the yeah, they community, were, whereas some of these other virtual races, you can tell it's just about getting your money. It's about get, it's a it's a tack-on, or it's just mm. to get your money. Yeah. And you talked about other kind of kind of virtual races or virtual runs as well he said there was one where uh, you would run as if you were running through the solar system over 10k and you know you get a few miles in it would tell you what you're passing Mm. and what the conditions are like in space and he's done other ones where uh, you go through time in the same way Mm. to start at the beginning of the universe to now and it tells you what's going on and I think things like that are really interesting there's one for cancer where comedians would give you updates about how they're running at that particular Mm -hmm. time as well and I think that's really interesting when you can give something back again make a community Mm -hmm. because as you talked about here on our notes here they seem to be based around fandoms online communities and that's when they work really well yeah definitely so there's other races where there isn't the virtual element as you're running, as in, like, there isn't, um, you know, running through the solar system mm. or whatever. But there's a really strong online fan community. So I know there's um, the Hogwarts Running Club. I think that's oh. their name at the moment. They've changed their name recently. It's obviously based around Harry Potter. And you join and you get put in a house or you choose to be in a house. And it's all done through Facebook. So you have these Facebook communities. And then there's they do it through an app. Oh, and I can't remember what the app's called off the top of my head, but um, it's one of those apps where, as you run, it donates money to charity. But they have um, house competitions where which house can run the most miles mm. uh, each month or whatever. And they also do virtual races as well, where you basically you do you buy a medal. But I think the online community is so strong, and they do meetups and stuff that it's not just buying a medal; mm. it's people talking about their experience of that run afterwards and things yeah. like that. So I think that's and again part of that they're a part of a community and obviously that community has to be hosted somewhere and events yeah. are organised and again it's a way of giving back some money yeah because it, it, people or else those people would be out of pocket yeah it's, it's, it's it. giving money to someone that you like and you trust and you want to continue which is you know, a good thing yeah. to do so I think we're saying virtual races aren't necessarily bullshit they no. can be if they're attack on if they're not taken seriously if they're just a way to get a bit of extra money they sell medals basically that's a bit bullshit but they do have their uses and they can yes. be good we would like to hear about people's good virtual runs and virtual mm-hmm. races. Uh, 
And also, obviously, we want to hear about the shit ones. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Always want to hear that. What's the shittest race you've ever done, basically? So, there we are for this week. We've talked about virtual runs and shit races. Obviously, tell us about them. Uh, you can tweet us at runningisbs. You can look us up on Facebook, runningisbullshit, and email runningisbull at gmail.com. Amy, have you got any bullshit coming up? <laughs> no. No. no uh, I Just no. 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 I, you know what? I need to work on getting more elevation into my runs. That's Amy, a really you've got a marathon spot. in six weeks. Don't say that. Don't say... You've don't, got to train don't, for don't it. Don't reduce it down to weeks. <laughs> okay. Two mu- Less than two months? Less than two months. I can't remember what the date is now. It's mid-August. Is that better? It's towards the end of mid-August, I think I'm doing it. It's the cool. Reykjavik. If anyone can text, you know, email in and let me know when the Reykjavik marathon is. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I've actually got some bullshit as well. From the last episode, mm-hmm. we said SBC ran on treadmill mm-hmm. for 24 hours and 91 miles. Mm-hmm. She just revealed to us she ran it on a 2.5% incline, which I worked out to be 4,000 metres. That's mad, yeah. That is 2.5 miles of elevation. Half the height of Everest she ran, <laughs> as well as 91 miles. What is wrong with the girl? <laughs> That's why she's got a scabby butt crack, that basically. That's why she's got a scabby butt crack and no toenails. She brings it on herself. Jesus Christ. What does she expect? But oh. I do, I, in a serious note, I do need to be building more elevation to my training because, yes, I'm doing Reiki Vic Marathon. Sorry, is this, is this the new building up my mind? <laughs> I need to do that as well, bloody hell. But oh. I'm also doing the Penavan up and down twice, 13 miler. So I do actually need to run on some hills, which I should have done this morning, really. That trail run might have been good for that. Would have been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got coming up then, Stuart? Uh, I've got an aquathlon next week, aquathlon. which is going to be 2K in a river. A river? Yeah, I, I've never swum that far in a river before. I'm pretty confident about it, actually. Which river is this? The Y in Monmouth. Oh, right. Oh, that's okay. Then. And it's 500 metres upstream and then mm-hmm. 1,500 down. So that'd be fast easy. I'm assuming like a... a a calm place not a... no, it's not too bad yeah. with this weather it's nice and hot weather so it's not yeah. going to be uh, particularly high it's not going to be fast it should be really nice um, my excuses for not training for it this weekend were that yesterday it was too hot because I thought 28 degrees in a wetsuit for an hour is a bad idea do you idea. have to wear a wetsuit for this mm, not sure but okay. I would want to because it's easier yeah okay right and this morning I took my wetsuit down to this uh, coastal run we did and I was going to go and see afterwards but it was too cold <laughs> so I, the thing yeah. is about like swimming distances I can't wear them out of my head like yeah. if you said to me oh it's running 2k I'd be like yeah I know what what that would feel like I have no idea what it that, is that far to run sw- to swim 2k um, so the equivalent of 2k in a standard 25 metre pool is 80 lengths that's a lot yeah so 80 lengths but it's not 80 lengths it's just up at one turn and then back down suppose, and in a wetsuit yeah. makes it much easier I suppose mentally yeah after that there's a 12 and a half k trail run Straight after? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's going to be some wobbly legs going on there. Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, fun for me. So if I haven't drowned, I'll be back again in two weeks to tell you all about how that went. Yeah. Still haven't come up with a proper ending, have we? My endings are fine. See you later. Let your foofy be free.